1: All right, everybody, and welcome once again to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is episode eight already, Jeff. This is eight. episode eight. I know it. Pretty amazing. Time flies. man. And and this is going to be a good one. Uh, joining us from Arizona, where you're going to be next week, we'll talk about that in just a second, it's going to be Sam Huff. He's going to try to jump on with us. But you and I, in the meantime, we are going to talk free agency. But before we talk about the free agents and what they are, tell us what you're doing. You're leaving Monday?
0: Yeah, I'm going to leave Monday morning, uh head to head to surprise. Um the my main purpose this year is uh covering instructs in the fall league, talking to players. I'm only going to be there a couple of days, so I'm going to have to do a lot. But uh simultaneously the Rangers are going to be having their pro scouting meetings. So, uh all the front office, the scouts, uh probably the owners will will, will be there um to to talk 2022 and uh really try to hammer out the offseason plan and who they're gonna target and then you know what trades might be out there and, and just take a look at their own free their own not free agents but their own uh their own players throughout the system not just not just the guys on the 40 man so it's a it's a busy busy three or four days for those guys that just lock themselves in in a boardroom for eight or nine hours a, a day and, and get after it
1: and that's awesome for the for the Texas Ranger baseball newsletter and the Texas Ranger baseball podcast because sure. you've already had contacts. We've looked at it every week. We're getting Sam Huff today. The guys we've had already, it's easy to get in touch with these guys. I've been to spring training. It's very easy to get in touch with these guys there. Get some things lined up and be able to get a hold of them.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know it's it's a laid back atmosphere. It's it's uh, evaluate it's it's evaluation sure, but these guys are trying to learn. You know they're. They're working on stuff that came up during the season so it's kind of a relaxed environment you know the, the backfield games um they don't count you know you want to win i guess but they don't count they're not here to to compete it's to to learn how to play better and uh yeah you know the, the fall league the fall league is is a pretty good test for these prospects you know it, it's probably some people think it's it's about high a or double a baseball so uh, if, if you have some guys like Owen White, who, who's playing a little bit up, you know, he didn't get above low A this year. Right, and He goes out yesterday and tossed five squirrels innings. So um, it's a pretty good test for him.
1: That's Yeah, it's incredible. The fall league's always been – you know, it's funny. You can go scatter through all the Arizona fall leagues the last however many years and see names, and and those names are names that have played in the major leagues. A lot of them oh, yeah, end up absolutely. playing. They, they don't just send anyone to the fall league.
0: Right, you know, and, um, you know – there, there is some strategy behind it. You know, I mentioned Owen White and Justin Foskey out there, Sam Huff. Uh, the Rangers want those guys to get more at-bats because uh, they were out because of injuries or whatever. Right. Uh, Tim, another guy. So that that's why they're there. Uh, Ezekiel Duran, who came in the Gallo trade, he played a full season, um, but they still wanted him to play, and and the choice was winter ball or here, and they thought that the, the fall league was a better choice for him. So um, just – but but yeah and 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 even some of it you you're you're uh kind of showcasing guys that you might, might want to move so it's it's uh, yeah because you know, there's scouts at all these games so it's uh, uh, a a lot goes on there more more than just baseball
1: oh yeah and I, so so that's monday but before we get to there you know what let's go take our break right now and go to our sponsor and when we come back what i want to do this is going to be a busy off season and we've talked about some free agent or we've we've talked there's going to be targeting some free agents i want to go over free agents and we're going to see who's available and out there but this is a big deal you're going next week that's gonna be fun but first let's go to our sponsor we'll come back right after this today's episode is brought to you by superior sports investments established in 1995 they carry one of the largest graded card inventories in the country with the widest variety of bgs and bccg and psa graded sports cards Unlike other online sellers or auction houses, they own their entire inventory, they don't take consignment, no auctions, so they take pride in every sale that they make. They make sure every card they sell is the highest quality item possible before it leaves their hands and packaged safely and securely. Visit their eBay or Amazon stores to see their entire inventories or browse SuperiorSportsInvestments.com. That's SuperiorSportsInvestments.com. And use the promo code THANKS5 for a discount. All right, and we're back once again. Okay, so all right, we, I want to get into some free agent stuff, but but there was some stuff you wanted, to, some timeline stuff. Let's go into some timeline stuff about this and, and what we're going to be dealing with.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it's not just uh, the offseason is not just as simple as going out and getting players, at least not for a team in the same situation as the Rangers. They're rebuilding. Uh, you know, their prospects aren't quite there yet, they realize, this year. So that they know that 2023 or 22 isn't going to be, uh, the year to start contending so you know I, I think that when they look at the plan yes they're looking at this year's free agent class which is really good right and they're looking at 23 and they're even probably looking at 24 because you know if you look at the prospects who are coming you expect young to to you know be be there most of 2022 right i would think colin and, and uh sam huff will will be back. will be in the majors in 2022 at but some then, point yeah yeah but then um you know lighter vanasco uh that group probably not 20 till 2023 right um you know is, is that when unless uh, look is, if, if is they're that when a FOSC, is that when a Foscu's ready yeah so it, it, you you kind of got to time the free agents to fit the puzzle when when uh, the prospects are going to arrive and you're going to have that young core with the veteran free agents the payroll's not really a consideration the rangers no. are set way way down so that's that's fine they have the flexibility there for a couple of years, but it's just trying to fit the pieces together. And it's it, 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 it's not as easy as it sounds, I don't think.
1: Yeah, and it's why, you know, there are certain people that sit in the front office and us that sit over here in the whole scouting department and all of that. And we can just judge, me as a fan, judge from the outside and, and have my opinions. But it is tough. And you watch what these guys do. It's a talent to know how to do that. And get this set up, but the the free agents look. There 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 are certain types of free agents that you that they are going to be looking at. Anybody they're going to look at this year besides maybe a starting pitcher. In the starting pitcher area, there might be someone that that they sign just to fill some innings. While some of these guys do it, but in, if yeah. they get a bat and pay for a bat. They're depending on that bat to be here in 23, 24, and probably 25 and 26, or at least have yeah. options in there. Uh, in sure. pitching, you, you want that guy as a pitcher if he's there to get and you can sign him to long-term. You have potential to have aces in this organization. They just got to develop. So anybody that they sign as a pitcher, they're, you, know, you and I have talked about it. You said Jordan Lyles could be someone that could come back because he's going to eat some innings because some of these guys, Cole Wynn doesn't need to go 180 innings next year you know uh, he's probably going to go up what was he about 100 this year 90 100 uh, he was
0: about 85 or 90 yeah
1: and 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 Venasco told us he's only going to go 90 right they've, they've told him right around 90 he said yeah. he wants to go more but they're going to protect that arm
0: sure and and that, and that and that's part of it too i mean you know just because <laughs> these guys can't just go out and throw 100 exactly. exactly. you know, and exactly exactly and so you you want to protect them for the long term and you know the Rangers, of course, had had, had their uh, fair share of arm injuries. So, yep. Uh, but but all teams are trying to to monitor what guys do. So that's that's another piece of it.
1: Yeah, and look, lighter. Look at Ladder and Venasco, They're going to be cut up. I mean, lighter went what one hundred and ten.
0: 110
1: 110 you know. so he's he's had some he he pitched a lot and in meaningful situations last year he's probably ahead of the in the fact that he's had the innings and he's been in high pressure situations but both of them are about the same age both of them are highly touted in this organization if they're pushing the door next year that's a great thing but it still doesn't mean they're going to get here at all yeah
0: yeah and and you know we we we, we've talked a lot about the the forty man crunch that the Rangers. Are Absolutely. Have. You know, it's it's going to be the same thing next year. Uh, you know, these it may not be as as dramatic, but it's still going to be a young team that doesn't want to lose really good really good young players. Exactly. So um, if if they don't need a forty man spot, uh, they are they, they don't need one now. Now Vanasco is going to get one this, this offseason. <laughs> yeah. Jack Leiter really doesn't need to be on the forty-man roster until he's ready.
1: So until he's uh, ready,
0: yeah. A lot of stuff. A lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of inside baseball stuff here that we got to consider more in
1: (laughs) our forecast. Exactly. And and I I, and and there's creative ways. Look, they can go get they can go upgrade this this roster with trades. They can go get a guy that maybe there's some some money they can eat on a guy that they think can be here for a while, too. I don't know where they think on that, but that's giving up prospects. There's a roster crunch. But we look at the free agents that are out there, and there are a lot of them, pretty good class. I think everyone agrees the top of the class is the shortstop market. And if you look at who's actually available on the shortstop market, the name that's always touted around the Rangers is you've got Javi Baez, uh, Carlos Correa, Corey Seager, Trevor Story, Marcus Simeon. Those are the five names that kind of get touted. If you yeah. had to, if you had to rank, okay, who's the most likely? I think you and I are on the same page on who's probably the most likely. Um, I would love, I think, I would like to see him get a Seager or Korea, Korea because they're younger. I think Story's the most likely of of those five or six.
0: I do uh, agree with you on that, uh, and and some of it's geography. Um, I also don't know that that he's gonna uh, break the bank like the others might, um, and then. Um, he he's hit well here. uh yeah. <laughs> you know the the Rockies have played here the past two two seasons and and he's done well here. so it seems like there's a comfort level um that you know the he he does he turns 30 next month, uh, November 15th. that's right. my sister's birthday. so he turns he turns 30, she so turns 50. um Seeger will be 28 next season, Cray is 27, Baez will turn 29. uh
1: Simeon's already thirty or 31, thirty-one,
0: right? Yeah, and you know, and you look at that, and you're like, all right, that's not terrible. You know, these guys are in better shape and playing longer these days. They, they, you know, had a short year in, in twenty, so they didn't have the, the wear and tear on the body necessarily. But you kind of wonder, um, like Simeon, he had he had forty five home runs this year. His previous career high was twenty seven. Yeah, you know, what, which which Marcus Simeon are you going to get? And exactly, you know, biased swings a ton uh Correa uh has only had two seasons over 500 plate appearances and
1: yeah there's some injury issues there that's a that's a lot of money he's going to want to
0: his career high in home runs is 26 and that was this year um so and any he plays in a in a, a hitter friendly home ballpark so yeah what you know he's a very good defensive player he's young He he knows how to win that type of stuff but you know you can you can kind of pick apart each of these guys Yeah, And I think that's kind of what the Rangers are going to be doing in these meetings is, is trying to, to pick them apart. Honestly, I think, I think Seeger's or or, Seeger is solid. I I really like Seeger Um, story. uh, I don't know. He, he might've battled some shoulder issues this year, but, um, and and he is 30. He is on the older side of this crop, but um, I just, I just think he's, he's more of a fit. I just, I just, and maybe it is geography. Maybe it's just the fact that he was born here, raised here, and lives here now. I, maybe that's it. But yeah, and
1: that's he's, I'm, he's, I'm yeah, I'm with you on that. And and the fact that some of these guys are gonna be looking to win uh and coming from winning organizations, um, and stories already in a Rebuild now, and if he if he thinks the Rangers are, are first of all, you're close to home. It it's if it's the most money, you're closer to home. Plus, you've already been used to not winning. As you watch this thing build, it might be fun to do it at home instead of in Colorado.
0: Well, and if he if he can compare where the Rockies are compared to where the Rangers are, uh, maybe he he'll like what the Rangers have going for them better. Um, I, I mean, I don't think he returns to Colorado at all. But you know, if, if yeah. If, 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 if when he hears rebuild, he automatically thinks a Colorado and then can judge it, the Rangers by that, then, then, then maybe that gives the Rangers a better outlook. But I, I just think that um, of, of those five that he's the, he's probably the guy that's, that's just my opinion.
1: Okay. And other bats to think of. So you got, so, so let's say they go the route and they get one of those, or let's say they don't, there's other ways they can go. You can get bats in other places and other positions. Chris Bryant. Play the outfield. Um, He's 30. Um, He's a free agent coming from the Giants now, where he's at. Um, I think if he came here, you're probably looking at him at left field. I mean, you're not going to, he's not going to play third. I think Josh Young's playing third. Um, He's certainly not going to play shortstop, although he could, but he's not good enough. He's not better than Isaiah, and you're not going to put him at second, maybe first base, but uh, that's a name. Freddie Freeman. I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's going to leave Atlanta. That would be a big signing yeah. right there. And you got Lowe. I think Lowe's just not protected. I think if Lowe gets enough protection, he can do better. And then Ca- you got Castellanos, who a lot of people talk about. That would be a great addition, too, but another guy that's going to probably break the bank. Um, well, I, I,
0: I, on, on Castellanos, he can opt out of his deal. He, right, he, yeah, yeah,
1: he's under, yeah. He's
0: not necessarily yes. free agent, but you know, he. it seems like he kind of bet on himself. He had a career year, again, a very hitter-friendly ballpark. He 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 would be walking. I think he signed for he signed for sixteen million, or he's going to make sixteen million next year. So he'd be walking away from sixteen million. Obviously, he'd want a, he'd want an upgrade from that. So, are is he worth that? You know, are, are you talking about a guy that can play one position, um, coming off a career year? He's going into an entirely different ballpark. Yeah. So I, you know, again, I'm just picking these guys apart. I, you know, the, the thing that surprised me this uh, Dodgers Giants series. Uh, Chris Bryant played center field and first base. Yeah, and, you know, so you can throw him at four positions. Yeah, you you know, and and that's I, I doubt that they would the Rangers would play him in center field. So let's say three positions. That that's got a lot of that's got a lot of value to it, especially the way that the you know Chris Woodward likes to yep. juggle his lineups. Uh, you could get guys days off if Josh Young struggles. You're protected at third base. Um, so I. I, I kind of, honestly, I, re- I think, I think I really like that. I, I like, I like that, uh, that signing. Um, he's, he's represented by Boris as is, uh, uh, Castellanos. I'm sure, I'm sure other guys are, I just haven't looked, but, um, <laughs> most, okay.
1: of, most of the big names are, yeah,
0: <laughs> it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting, you know, to see how, uh, how those negotiations would go down. But, uh, Brian, I, I, I'm pretty intrigued by that. It's just because of the, uh, uh, I, I'm not going to say it's versatility. Unknowing. Yeah. We, we all knew it, but you don't think of a six, five guy as very being very versatile. Kind of, kind of like Joey Gallo can play a lot of positions. Yeah. I, think that, but, um, I, I, I don't know. I just, that just seems to be the Rangers trend to get guys who can do more than one thing.
1: What about Conferto Conforto? Uh, Conforto? Uh, is that how you say his name? Michael Conforto. Yeah, Michael. A lot of people have said that name. Um, he didn't have a great year this year.
0: Right. Right. And so you, yeah, I, you know, you know, I wonder about the New York factor on, on some guys, um, 2022 or I'm sorry, 2020, you wonder how much of a effect that had on guys this year. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he, he probably be uh, affordable, but you know, is, is that a, a glaring need? I mean, the Rangers definitely need offense, but can they do better than that?
1: Probably. Yeah. Okay. You know me, i i I did my little, uh, Roster, my very early 2022 roster, and went into a. a I went, uh, I went over to the Pacific Rim, uh, for a couple of guys. Well, here's an idea. I, I've already brought up, uh, uh you know, uh, a, a, a Suzuki. If anyone doesn't know, you need to look up that guy. He's an outfielder. He's 26 years old. He thought they that some people thought he might get posted this year. He didn't. Um, he still has a year before he is totally a free agent. But some think that he might be. Uh, willing to come over. He's hinted that he might think about coming over. Another guy that's a full free agent over there, let's say you don't get one of the six shortstops, okay? There's a guy named Tetsudo Yamada, who they call him the Japanese Mike Trout. He's 29 years old, second baseman. Um, Isaiah Counter-Falefa, a good shortstop. Wouldn't have to move in that situation. Yes, obviously, we've got Justin Foscue coming up. You've got others there. But this guy, um, you know, Yamada's... Look, so let me let me talk, first of all, if I looked at a scouting thing, how they look at, at, at the, the Pacific Rim and those leagues compared to the MLB and where it goes. The, obviously, the highest level of baseball in the world is the MLB. That's what they say. They say the second highest is MPB, which is the Nippum Pacific, Nippon Pacific. Nippon. Professional. Uh, what it, professional baseball. Professional baseball. Yep. Below that, AAA. Below that, they go Korea in between AA and AAA. And then they go to Taiwan or China is below. It's yeah. right in between double A and one and, and, uh, and high A. Ball. Okay. And so a lot of Japanese players come over here and if they're stars there, they actually do okay here. Now the numbers they put over there are probably going to dip a little bit over here, but there's still excellent players that come over here um, that, that do that. There's also a pitcher that's, he's a full free agent too, that, that, uh, Tomoyuku, uh Sugano, I know I'm butchering these names. He's already 31 years old, but he fits in that, that process of somebody you might could get over here. Now, look, Arihara was a big failure. Uh, I think this guy had some better numbers. He supposedly got the best slider in Japan. Um, he's put up decent numbers, got a career 325 ERA. Um, uh, he had a, a – oh, no, a career – era of 2.41 uh this year he had a 3.25 era that's in a league that's right below major leagues um but uh and he'd be here where they have the dh you know so i don't know what what do you think of what do you think of going to japan for anybody
0: well the rangers aren't aren't shy they've they've gone over there obviously their biggest splash was darvish but even before then they they had had tried it uh unsuccessfully kaz fukumura um comes to mind my first season on the beat he wasn't very good um you know this year with arahara i think i think you kind of knew arahara wasn't going to be a a great pitcher um
1: well he didn't sign for big bucks either it was a couple million a year so he was to eat
0: innings um you know there there are there are subtle differences from uh japan to here um the the ball's always everybody always makes a big deal about the difference in the baseball uh, the Japanese schedule, you you are guaranteed a day off each week. The travel right. is not at all brutal. It's all
1: train, uh, right? They all travel by train.
0: Yeah, and and, and and I mean, you know, Japan's not a big country. So right. um, it's you don't have any long trips. Whereas, you know, here you might go, uh I think the Rangers went from Seattle to uh Chicago this year, or for a West Coast city to Chicago uh this year. So the there are things that that guys have to learn of course there's the cultural barriers like the language and food sure. and all of that um you know re- recent you know japanese position players um you know we it's kind of been a mixed bag so you, you you wonder about that a little bit um the you know the the great pitchers have done well here and of course there's otani who's great at both right um, so uh but the the rangers have a heavy presence in japan they, re- they really do and they have a relationship with the the uh, hokkaido fighters um so uh they're they're definitely they definitely have an imprint and it seems like they have an edge there and with the posting system different these days uh you know the max you can lose spend is 20 million right the bite that you had with darvish i think the rangers posted 52 million for him so
1: yeah it's
0: it's not a unheard it's not unheard of i mean they got joely rodriguez from japan you know so kobe uh, lewis yeah, sure. So there, there are guys um, that that you can get, and that the Rangers have gotten. So I, that it wouldn't surprise me at all if if the Rangers were were linked those names that you uh, mentioned, and that I'm not going to try to pronounce.
1: Yeah, uh, say I think so. If if you were, if you thought that they might be looking more towards, would you think position player, maybe someone like a. A say a Suzuki or a, a Yamada is probably a more of a long shot. He is a, an infielder and I think they're pretty set in the infield, but Suzuki, although he's a third baseman played a lot of outfield this year. And I mean, his numbers are crazy. So even if you take his numbers and they dip, they're still going to be far better than anyone in the outfield this year for the Texas Rangers
0: yeah I, I mean again it would not it wouldn't surprise me he played for the carp correct
1: yeah uh, the 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 carp yeah the hiroshima yeah, so, carp or, yeah. yeah but
0: he did he did well in the olympics uh he showed he showed well in the olympics uh you know japan won the gold medal uh the, the u.s team had some former major leaguers and a lot of triple a guys so yeah. um you know it, it, not not a bad showing there so i, I again um I, I don't, don't be surprised if the Rangers look
1: if they're not at least in on that, uh, cause True. it's, it might be a cheaper way to go if you got one of the big yeah. names and another, and that's an outfielder that if you don't want to go for a Conforto or you can't get Castellanos cause you don't, maybe you don't want to spend that money on him or, well, and, or
0: and, and it is different also of the posting system is that, um, you know, the, the player has a little more flexibility, it, you know, he, he can say no. And, and, he, and, and in this case, he could be he can be a free agent and can go on his own. Uh, what after next year? After so next year, I believe. Yeah, I he, think twenty twenty three. He could be he a free actually agent. Has a little leverage. He could he could work his way into a, a team where he really wants to be.
1: Sure, absolutely. Okay, so let's start, let's go into the pitching market. Okay, so I, I think if if I had my pick of who I would like to see them go out on the free agent market, I think it's someone like a if they went in like a Strowman or a, a, a Gauss, is it Gaussman, Kevin Gaussman? Gaussman. Yeah. Uh, they tend to be, first of all, they're 30. Um, both of them are 30 years old. Maybe a Robbie Ray. I, I, those guys I can see longer at their age. I've always said this, it, like someone you know, when, when there was talk of maybe you could extend a minor or you could extend a, you know, they're going, well, they're already 33, 34. I was like, you take a guy like that, extending three or four more years, even in a contending year in 2023, if those guys aren't your ace, that's a great third, fourth, or fifth pitcher in your, you know, yeah. an innings eater. So these guys could end up in the middle to later part of your rotation if these other guys that we think are coming up progress into aces. Maybe uh a, a, a Vanasco and Leiter end up your one and two in, in yeah. 23 or 24 probably. 24 would be the year they'd be let loose, I think. But, in, yeah. but some of these guys could fall back. Anybody else entice you or, or those guys? What do you think of them?
0: well i i I, I would the two biggest names are scherzer and kershaw sure i would just discount because of salary and age and uh, you know kershaw uh who's from you know lives in highland park right would have a short commute and wants to be around his family but uh he's making a lot of money with the dodgers and uh he's he's just run into a lot of arm problems here lately so right i don't i don't know that those make sense for the rangers unless they're trying for a pr thing or something but uh you know like you said Gossman Stroman Ray uh 30 they're all coming off of career years you know and sure and really the the shocking I don't know if it's shocking I'd say it's shocking is the Robbie Ray one just because he for the you know he posted the his lowest walk rate ever and this is a guy who's walked a ton of batters in the past he's never yeah. he's he's always struck out guys and it's always been hard to hit but he's always had guys on base so um you know, is that a, did he figure something out? You know, that, you got to <laughs> yeah. ask that about all these guys. Did they figure something out? Um, you know, Gossman and, and Ray are both high strikeout guys. Stroman isn't really. Um, and then you can kind of go maybe a peg lower. You know, John Gray is, is a name that kind of intrigues me from the Rockies just because yeah. he's always pitched at course Field. Um, I'd, I'd like to see what that looks like. He's going to be 30. Um, you know, Noah Syndergaard. Another guy, he's he's twenty nine.
1: Injuries uh, on him. I mean, injuries where's his innings this year? I don't
0: know two. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's he's
1: been gone are you? It.
0: And um, so you know, that's there's a ton of risk there, even though he's a local kid. So, um, and and then I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out, and a lot of people might want to punch me in the stomach <laughs> or a little bit below. But uh, Jordan Lyles had a great September.
1: He, yeah, second half. The, it, his second half, half, half was actually good.
0: worse than his first half numbers, but. He had a really nice September. Again, you're not pitching in any pressure; they kind of just let him go, do whatever he wanted, and any any responded. Um, you're you're gonna need innings, yep. right? Maybe maybe Lyles has struck on something, um, it, it, but you look at a season; it's just remarkable. He have he'd have some really good starts, and then bam, like three crappy ones in a row. Yep. he'd rebound for two, take a step back. It, it's the consistency which he finally found probably in in september and maybe his last start of uh of august but you know that's a pretty small sample size but um, again if you're looking for somebody cheap to eat innings and you want to put your money elsewhere maybe maybe that's not the worst thing in the world he'd he'd be comfortable he'd know everybody um and i, I think the way he performed on the stretch he might be somebody that uh, the young guys kind of look look to rather than just think oh, well this guy's a, a journeyman
1: I, I totally agree, and and I'm telling you right now, going out and spending money on bats and doing all of that, I have no issue if they bring back Jordan Lyles on a friendly deal, get him back here, get him in here to to pitch on something that look if he figures it out, that's the one guy that could be trade bait for something. I mean, you know, even if it's nothing, or you just let him go. Um, you know, you're not going to bring back Faulty unless it's on the unless you see him in the bullpen. But I don't think they're bringing back Fultonevich. I no. mean. Uh, you know, the guy didn't look like he wanted to be here half the time. Uh, So, uh, but, but I, I I agree on Lyles. Lyles can also, if some of these young kids really start to hit, if Lyles is your fourth or fifth pitcher in your, in your rotation in 2022, that's not horrible. He may get banged around, but if he'll give you five innings, I mean, that's five innings. You didn't have to waste on somebody that you're not ready to bring up here yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. and And that's, that's what, that's what most of this season was for the Rangers in the rotation and it's going to be a big factor next year. Uh, I think that's why Arahara has still got a chance to be in the rotation. And, um, so I, I, I don't know that we've answered the question. I mean, I, 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 out of all the, out of all the guys there, the, the two that, that I think are most attractive to me are, are Gossman and gray. I, I, I don't necessarily trust that Robbie Ray can repeat the season he had. <laughs> I, I'm serious now, you know, Gossman, I think, uh accepted the uh free agent qualifier last year which is around 18 million. Right. Um, he's older. Uh you know is, what's gonna cost is it gonna cost you 20, 22 million a year for him? I, I'm not sure. But um you know grant and Gray shoot I think Ray made six million this year. So um anyway those those are the two that I think I, I like the best. I mean of course I like shurs are the best but I just don't think that's realistic for no. a number of reasons. Um so so if they sign two, I'm I'm gonna let's go ahead and say those are the two.
1: Okay, so we we've hit on we've gone on pitchers, we've gone all through here. So what what is now? Let's just talk. Who would you like to see him go? Who, who do you want to see? Let's go with bats, pitching. What's an off season? What do you see? And we're not talking trade yet. We'll get into that stuff later on. Tell me who your your, your GM and you're like right, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna spend this much money, or I'm gonna I'm gonna sign this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, or these three, or whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, I I I do like like I said I do like Bryant and I do like Story. Um, the, the problem there is you get really right-handed mm-hmm. in, in the lineup. You know, there are a lot of right-handed bats in there. Um, you know, you you would have Lowe, who's a left-handed bat, but you'd be talking uh, Adolis Garcia, Lowe, then Story, Bryant. You know, in some in some shape or fashion, you really need a, a left-handed hitter in there. I don't know if if that's Willie Calhoun or. Or not, you know, Leodi Le- Le- Tavares, switch hitting, kind of
1: Jonah pitching. Heim when he's yeah. catching. Yeah,
0: but, but, but they can't really bat around these guys at at, at this point. So no. uh that you know, I on, honest honestly, if it's if if you can go sign whoever you want and get him, I I would go get uh, Corey Seager. I I think he's the I think he's the best of that bunch, and he and he hits left handed.
1: Yep. So if you can go get anybody, you. Th- I would get. It. I would
0: get Seager. Okay. Seager would be my guy. Seager, okay. Seager and Bryant would be my two guys.
1: And then who are your two pitchers?
0: Um, being realistic, Gossman and, and
1: Gray. Gossman and Gray, Seager and Bryant. That's actually that's a major upgrade to this team, sure. and, and that puts two good bats in this lineup, and 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 doing that. If I if I had if I had my pick, I think I'm right there with you on Seager. But I think i go Corey Seager. And I, I'm intrigued with Suzuki. I want to go get Suzuki from Japan, right. Seager. But I'm right there with you on, 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 on Gossman. Um, God, Gray's good. I, I do like Gray. But I'm, I think I'm going Gossman and Strowman. And I'm going to talk to Syndergaard and see what that's going to take. But, uh-huh. uh, it, yeah, I think it's Strowman and Gossman for me. I just think they're All innings right. eaters. They're competitors. You know, Strowman is not a blow-you-away guy. But, boy, he just gets out there and goes after it. He
0: does compete, yeah.
1: So, well, that's fun. I mean, that's some free agent names to think about. We could change our minds. I mean, look, we're going to see some guys get non-tendered. Some other people we're going to see that are available. There might be all new names on this. And then again, Suzuki may not get posted. We may. When does that timeline? When does that happen? Is the CBA a problem for that?
0: Uh, I, I don't. I don't remember. I think. Um, I think they can post them pretty much anytime free agency opens. But I. Um, I'm trying to think like Arihara was a December, he signed in December. Uh, so he was probably posted in late in November at some point. Um, there were a couple other guys who came one one who did decided to not sign. Um, but it seems like that November December period. Uh, Dar- darvish was posted uh, well, darvish was oh shoot, I'm gonna mess this up. He signed he signed in December. Right. So I, I, and I think it was uh, a late November when he was, when the Rangers found out they won the, the hosting or the rights to negotiate. I,
1: I think the guy you're talking about is Sugano. Tamiyaku Sugano is the yeah. guy that didn't sign last year and ended up going back to Japan. Um, he's the one that's a t- full free agent, the pitcher. Uh, yeah. that's the one I was talking about. He's got a 2.41, uh, career ERA. And he was 3.2. Yeah, he's, 2- he's
0: got the great slider. And right. Um, uh, I, I remember writing about him a little bit last year, comparing him to Arahara and I mean, even the Rangers, um, you know, I'm would w- would admit that uh, Sagano was definitely the the better of those two. The, the, the had had the better chance to be a
1: an a, a, a pitcher, well, and he's not going to be your ace, and we knew that. Uh,
0: yeah, but he 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 had a chance to be a more legitimate guy.
1: Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, that's fun. You know what? Let's go get uh, let's go right now and go to uh, Sam Huff and get him on here and finish this thing up. All right, guys, joining us right now from Arizona, where uh, he is playing in the Arizona Fall League right now and probably doing some stuff with the uh, Fall Instructs. Sam Huff, catcher Sam Huff for the Texas Rangers. Sam, thanks for coming on, buddy.
2: Appreciate you guys having me on. How's everyone doing? We're, we're doing
0: good. We were doing so good <laughs> this morning. We tried to do this this morning, yeah. and uh, we had some technical difficulties. Like, my uh, went completely out. It was It was awful. I've, I've never been so mad, or at least this is the it was as mad as I've been in a long time. I like threw my phone, I pissed off my wife. I did a lot of I did a lot of bad things, but everything is good now. So we're tranquilo. What what's going on in the cooler back there? It looks like we got some Miller Lite, maybe.
2: Oh, that's my that's my dad. That is Perfect. for sure my dad. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm strictly water and Gatorade, but he likes to drink that. Water and Gatorade. Well,
0: yeah. Arizona that makes sense. Yeah, it's out.
2: super, super dry here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you know that. Yeah.
1: So you stay are you staying at your parents since you're from there? Are you staying with them while you're in the area?
2: Yeah. So I usually stay here either in spring training or I get like a place with a couple of teammates last year. I got with like Kurt and Steel Walker and okay. we had like a spring training house. But when I was rehabbing for my, my knee, I stay out with my parents and Spent some time with them. It was actually pretty nice to stay with them and live for free, kind of.
0: So no village for
2: you? No, no village for me.
0: <laughs> Good. <laughs> Get out of surprise. Smart man. Yeah. So uh, you, when we were talking to you when he came on, you 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 actually caught. You actually yes. caught today. And so how, how the, the ranger said to us last week, I think, that you were working on a catching progression, but this seems like it's progressed pretty well.
2: Yeah, so I've been doing stuff for like a couple weeks now with uh, Bobby. He came out here, and we caught a little bit, and it was almost just trial and error, see how it felt. And if it felt good, we'd keep going. If not, we'd take a day off. But every time we kept doing stuff, nothing really bothered me. It was just more weak and trying to get the strength up and gain it back to getting in a squat, getting out of it, getting in a block. Getting out of it, the wear and tear of catching. So kept doing that. Felt good for the four days, five days we were doing it. Then Bobby took off and I've been doing it with uh Maldonado, one of our coaches. Uh And he him and I kind of had a plan and we didn't really want to push it, but we also wanted to see how far it could go and didn't really feel like it was bothering me. So Tuesday I caught three innings and I mean, it was different game back there again after, like, six months. I haven't caught back there. And then after that, it was – we were going to wait, like, three days. I played first in the fall league, and then I had a day off yesterday and then a day off today. But they said, hey, let's do five innings on Thursday – and or Friday, sorry. And we'll see how it goes. And I was like, okay, I'm good with that. And caught five innings today, no problems. Throwing the ball good, blocking, you know, getting out of the squat, back up bases, a hookup. good.
0: Yeah, because I, I talked to you in Frisco at, at Frisco mm-hmm. in early August, and I thought your head was about to explode when we were talking about how frustrated you were that you couldn't catch. You're you're yeah. glad to be playing and helping the team try to win, but man, you wanted to catch. So this, this yeah. it had to be tough. The those six months you were talking about.
2: Yeah, it's it was frustrating because I love catching. I would rather catch a lot of times but i got the logistics of letting my knee kind of heal and letting it not take the wear and tear after dislocating Mm -hmm. my knee so i just kind of understand it from a physical standpoint and then that helped me kind of shape my routine every day how i need to activate how i need to feel and then also putting the strength back on to make my quad and my hamstring feel better to hold in place all right good well
0: Who who did you catch today? Working out at the end. All
2: right. Um, I caught Brock Burke, Ricky Venasco, and Roby.
1: Look good. Did all of them look good?
2: Yeah. Uh, Brock, one inning, pretty much two strikeouts and a ground out, and then Ricky thrown really hard as usual. Um, (laughs) Had a little trouble with his off speed. He was kind of overthrowing everything, and he threw his first inning. We got out of it, and then his second inning, he was more let's pound the zone. I had to talk to him a little bit in between innings and tell him we're going to try and pound the zone a little more. I don't really want you to showcase. I want you to pitch. Yeah. And he said, yeah, for sure. I was like, stay on your backside. Get some curveballs over early. Get your change-ups over. He was cutting it a little bit. So next inning, he went out there, walked the first guy, then got the next strikeout, then got a pop-up. And then he uh, worked a guy, a good count, and then He hit like a little dinker and there's a throw in there and then they rolled the inning, but he looked way better on a sense of getting back in the zone instead of trying to throw as hard as he could. Okay, and then Roby had
0: the elbow injury and he's, 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 he, he
2: looked, I didn't even think, I didn't know he had an elbow injury. He looked really good. I thought that was my first time kind of catching him and seeing him as a person, as a pitcher. And I tried to get with him before the game as quick as possible, but I caught two of his innings. Clean, two innings, three up, three down every time. And curveball's working good. Change up, we threw twice, and I thought they looked good. He has a tendency to cut it, so I tried to stay as middle as possible. And especially, he didn't want to throw up to righties. He threw mainly to lefties, but he was pretty much wheeling and dealing as quick as he could. And fastball, we're establishing a way, showing in, getting this curveball over for strikes, and he looked really good. Sound like a catcher, man. Golly, I
1: love that, man.
2: I love it. I've been, I've been sitting in on our, all our meetings, so I'm not just not. I wasn't catching. I was, I had scouting reports. I would do on every team. I would do a lot of stuff, and I, I wasn't not sitting there doing nothing. It was, it was for me to cope with it. Is the only way I could say is like I needed to talk catching with pitchers. So I would always <laughs> hang out with the pitchers. I'd hang out with all, like, the bullpen guys just to talk to them in Frisco and Round Rock, and, I mean, mainly a lot of my friends are pitchers, so I mm-hmm. I like hanging out with them, but I do have to have a position player mentality, so I had to get away from the pitchers as much as I could,
1: too, because they do <laughs>
2: – they uh, they're a lot to handle sometimes when they do their, their shenanigans, but I love all of them. They've been good.
1: When when you had Vanasco on there, did when you went out to talk to him, did you say, hey, if this guy tries to go – get out of the way
2: (laughs) we're actually weirdly enough we're talking about that because uh a guy i caught um i think it was mitch or we just drafted him he's from uh i think he's from canada yeah he i threw a ball and it bounced a little bit over his head and he did he sat right down the middle of the play and i looked at him on the mound. I was like, dude, I don't want another Ricky Venasco. And so <laughs> we were, we were playing catch and they made the comment, like I almost hit him. And I was like, I made the comment. I was like, Hey, if we could get a meeting together, with all the pitchers in the minor leagues, and even, I don't care if it's busy, but I just want to talk to everybody. And I want you to show them that video because that's what you're not supposed to do. But on top of that that's not what you're supposed to do when you're a catcher is throw it out your pitcher's head so <laughs>
1: within Look,
2: reason everyone's learning
1: <laughs> let, let, let's explain for anybody that doesn't know back when y'all were first was it in spokane yard that this happened
2: this happened in 2017 azl at the wow, azl was,
1: so ricky was Venasco was pitching sam's catching uh and a play uh, uh, a runner was stealing and sam hit ricky and actually gave him a concussion I,
2: I smoked him. I'll give him that. I smoked hit- him. He has he has the video, and I watch it every time, and I laugh every time. Because you can see me look to the dugout, shrug my shoulders, and walk out there like, gosh, I shouldn't have done that, but he should have got out of the way. So I was like, I remember, till this day, he doesn't take it off my hands of giving me crap for it. But he's – I, I claim to fame. I changed him. He became this monster. He became a monster. So – He's. we have our uh we have our days but i every time i see him he gets a smile on me and he's been good coming back from his rehab from tj he's been in a good place he looks really strong he's put on a lot of weight strength wise like lean strong throws very well he he's recovering a lot better he's understanding his body and that's as crappy as it is to get hurt it does teach you a lot about your body
0: yeah now you've I mean, you, you, we've mentioned a lot of prospects here. You've, you've been around a lot of them this year and in the past. I mean, how 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 good is the future of the Texas Rangers if if you guys, you, yourself included, you guys get to the majors and do what you're supposed to do?
2: I think we're going to be a a very threatening organization. I just, I think it's people don't know because we're so, at the time when I was even in 2018 in Hickory, it was very young and no one really knew about us we were just very high ceiling high risk guys but the moment we all kind of like as a group even when i was in rehab out there it was a different mentality on a sense of like hey we're gonna really push each other to be the best we want to be very good at what we do so we're going to hold each other accountable in a sense of kind of like understanding what we need to do as players and overall what we want to do as an organization and so that started when I hurt my knee, I got out there and I was trying to like, I was messing around with Ricky and Josh was still out there. And then Foscu came and Davis came. So we all had this core group of guys that, I mean, we're still like,
1: it's a good group. We
2: a, yeah. We had a really solid group and it was like Lucas Jacobson. We had a uh, Garcia. We had Dane. We had a lot of witness. We had a lot of guys that, we didn't want to make it awkward, but we tried to push each other as much as we could, even though we were all fighting something with our yeah. body. And it actually advanced us to be the players we want to be. But also and within reason, we have to go through the failure. We have to go through the unfortunate time of getting ramped up during the middle of the season and trying to catch up. Like that also teaches a lot of us. Like we had Justin Anderson, and he made the comment all the time, it's hard coming back from injuries and it's going to be an eye opener for you guys to understand that it's not easy because you want to push yourself but your body's still fighting because it doesn't trust itself and i mean we all understood it but also it's like it's a learning curve for us
0: yeah and i I think a lot of people can you know when you talk about player development you think about you know can this guy hit a curveball or can this pitcher throw strikes but being hurt and dealing with an injury is a major deal and that you guys that you guys have to learn how to do so how how did this season benefit you
2: I mean it was unfortunate the way it felt to myself as a player because I feel like I could do more but it it taught me a lot it taught me how to be a player that needs to come in and do a routine I can't just show up like I that's not baseball you need to have stuff to keep yourself ready in your head or whatever like calms your mind what it needs to do to like get ready technically that helped me so i'd get to the field two hours before i should be there starting my routine do whatever i need to do and even if i'm just sitting there on my phone it just feels nice to be in the facility and hang out and so then i would do my routine and take me like an hour at the start when i first started playing now it's like 30 minutes so it's not as bad but it it just teaches you how to be a to be a big leaguer. It's you want to be a big leaguer, you gotta like do a lot of the stuff that like Chu used to do, Elvis did, Beltra did, like a lot of things people don't see under the under the like concourses of Texas or any facility. It's very extra, but it's worth it for your body because then it puts yourself in a better position to succeed.
0: Yeah. Now Chu, Chu was the first guy to the ballpark. You couldn't yeah. you couldn't beat Chu to the ballpark.
2: I, I tried to beat him my first year in 2020. I tried. Uh, it was like, it's like my first big league spring training. So I was like, okay, I, I was there at like five in the morning and Chu was there. So I was like, okay, I want to see how early he gets here. So <laughs> I, I woke up at like four, four, yeah, four o'clock a.m. And I got to the field at like 4.30 and he was already there. And I asked him, like, I was like, what time do you get here, Chu? And he's like, oh you don't want to know and he walked away (laughs) i just i was just like i was like okay and then he kept walking smiling because he knew he was there for like very early time of the day and he stays there and he's like the last guy out he's like catchers he's the first one there last that guy out but he's doing stuff every second like lance i wouldn't see him for a couple hours and then i'd go into the like the weight room and he's in there by himself and he's like leaving with this stuff like he's like hey bud he walks away and he's just it's like that's that's difference like you don't have to see it but if you do it it means a lot like for your career it's things that get you ready
0: yeah i mean true at the time was probably in his 15th big league season 16th big league season and he's still doing that i mean I'd, yeah talk about routines that's it i mean i you know i'd run into him at dinner or something out in surprise during spring training but He'd, you know, he'd cut it off and go to bed. That's it. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I got to get up in four it's, hours It's seven o'clock at night. And he's like, I'm getting up in four hours.
2: <laughs> it's, it's definitely, it's, it sucks. Cause if you weren't there to see it, it doesn't teach you anything. Cause when I saw it, it was like, that is what I want to be. I want to be in the big leagues for a long time. I want to be, the hopefully I want to be the best player in baseball. Like I want to be that guy that does that. But in order to do it, you have to give up a lot of stuff and you have to work really hard so yeah i I i'd talk to him a little bit i'd always respect the veterans i would never try and show anybody up i'd always let them tell me what they think is right and i'd always learn if somebody that was either my age or a little younger as a professional in the big leagues i'd learn from their mistakes because at the end of the day we're all learning from each other and i mean if you don't know the right way if somebody goes through it then you'll learn the right way you won't Get in trouble next time if you do it because you already know that's not the right way
0: yeah all right so when, when is sam huff gonna be back
2: in the majors <sighs> that's that's for right now i don't know but <laughs> i'm just excited to be playing it's been a frustrating year but also a, a year that is actually benefiting me so it it could definitely benefit me next year to understand how i need to go about my business and my body to get myself prepared for next year. But if anything, i I mean, my goal is to try and make it, but if not, I'm, I'm just trying to get ready for whenever they need me and whenever they need me is at the start or a month or two in, that's fine. I'm just, I'm happy to be healthy.
1: Hey, have they, have they had any, I'm sorry, sorry. Have they had any indication of how many innings they want you to catch next year? Is there a set or anything, or they just said, let's go and just play it by ear and see how you're feeling.
2: Yeah. They, they technically just, said they want me to get catching before this off season ends just to like show that like I'm good for spring training. Right. And so I was, of course, yeah, whatever you want. And so then we, I think it's like five innings right now I'm doing five, the next couple, whenever I can catch again, I don't know. I'm waiting on that now. So whenever I do catch again, I think it'll be another five or six but I haven't clarified that yet with Bobby or the, the everyone in the front office. But overall, it's, my goal is if they need me for a hundred some innings or hundred some games, I'll be ready. Or if they want me part-time and I play first DH, it's I'll do that too. But I mean, I'm hoping they play me a lot. So it's, if I can catch, I want to catch. I don't like I like first base, but I don't love first base, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, so, so you're not? Are you going to catch in the fall league, or is that just a strictly
2: an At right as of right now? I think it's just instructs until they tell me different. Because I think we have like four or five catchers on our fall league team that yeah. need playing time. So, I, I talked to Bobby. It sounded like fall league, and then it was like, no, you're just instructs, and you're going to play first base in DH in the fall league. And I was like, okay, and then now that i heard that the instructs team's going to texas i was like okay well i'm not going to texas am i and he's like no I'll, we'll talk about it but just right now just let's focus on five every time in the instructs games and i was like all right that's fine hey,
0: you jarred my memory the media guy said you it says you reside in fort
2: worth yes do you? i i do i have a house i have a town home with my girlfriend in fort worth we have a place on magnolia all right and, oh wow yeah and rosedale i think yeah 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 um,
0: close to, to hind barbecue
2: yes it's right, right by high <laughs> barbecue and uh what other places are over there oh coco shrimp that's a good place i like to go and it's actually a really nice place i really like where we're at and it's like a three-story one and has an overview of fort worth so it's i like it a lot but as of right now i'm just staying in arizona until instructs ends and fall league ends and then after that i'll reevaluate whatever happens
0: do you, do you uh do you work did you work out at globe life last year or did you work out with bobby stroop what, what did you do
2: yeah so i worked at apex with yeah. uh bobby stroop and a lot of the guys there like trevor story and uh derek holland and all of, like the texas guys the texas boys yeah. bobby Witt jr and i went actually went to globe life to hit and do my catching stuff with everyone there after but once i left for arizona then i was out here and everyone pretty much was coming after before the storm hit there the winter storm or whatever that hit yeah
1: were you in texas for that
2: I was not you i was very i was very happy i was here in arizona it was warm
1: (laughs) god almighty
2: that was because when i left when i left it was like 45 was the high and i looked at my girlfriend i was like hey I really want to go to Arizona because it's really cold and I hate cold, but I can deal with it. It's just, I need to get to Arizona and literally the week my dad flew in and I left for spring training that two days after that, the like cold storm hit and my girlfriend actually flew out that day. It hit luckily she got out in time, but it was, it was definitely, we were calling our landlord, making sure our pipes didn't freeze and luckily no one's pipes froze. So it was, It was definitely a relief, but it was it was stressful a couple of days when it happened. <laughs> is she a Fort, is she a Fort Worth girl? She is actually was born in Ohio, but moved to Texas at a young age, and she went to Red Oak High School in Waxahachie. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's how you say it.
1: Yeah, that's okay. right. Red Oak yeah. Red Oak's kind of down by Waxahachie. I'm from yeah. that area.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She uh she her sisters went to Waxahachie, but she went to Red Oak for volleyball and then went to Grand Canyon University for sand volleyball
0: Ah, gotcha
2: okay gotcha gotcha gotcha
0: all right that's where you were committed right GCU yes
2: yes so weirdly enough I was we I told her that down the road I was like hey I was committed to Grand Canyon she was like oh cool and I was like yeah we I don't know if we would have met but it's weird that we met (laughs) and we're dating and stuff and she's like yeah that is weird because she probably would have saw me or something but I it was definitely when we first started talking, I was like, Yeah, I was committed there. And she's like, Oh, weird. And I was like, Yeah, it's kind of weird how everything lined up. And she started laughing. She's like, Yeah, really weird. And <laughs> we start we started talking about how she was uh, liking volleyball and stuff, and it was weird because I was like in my head, I was like, Yeah, it could have happened, but I don't know because I never went. <laughs>
1: yeah. Now she's yeah. a volleyball yeah. player, is she tall? She is, she's six foot actually. Oh, man. Good Lord, your kids yeah. are gonna skyrocket.
2: That's a big couple. <laughs> six five and six foot. It's definitely my mom's uh, five ten, and my sister's five ten, and my dad is six two. But my mom's side, my uncle was six eight, so that's kind of where I get my height. Oh
1: my yeah, gosh.
0: Yeah, my best friend is six nine. His oh. his mom was five ten, and his dad yeah. was five, four. So it, I think it's it's definitely the moms that, that carry. Yeah.
2: It. Yeah. Yeah definitely i don't think anyone wants to be a redhead that's six five (laughs) you stand out yeah definitely stand out oh hey there's sam all right yeah (laughs) aj and i definitely with the chin strap beards definitely stand out
0: yeah yeah his beards not very good man we had had him on here and obviously very nice guy but that beard and it's funny because he's from pennsylvania and there's quakers all over and Yeah.
2: From town and he, he he represents it well I, I tell him every time he him and i both we joke i'm like hey you want to grow the chin strap out with me and he's like yeah dude let's do it and i'll get like i'll get halfway and i'm like dude i'm shaving he's like oh, all right well i'm keeping going and then his stuff's like all the way out here and it's all scraggly and i'm like dude you need to shave that he's like no nah, i'm good I don't care what I look like. And he walks away.
0: <laughs> well, he's married. He doesn't have to worry about his looks anymore. So,
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's weirdly enough, Katie actually really wants me to grow my beard out a lot. I just, I like the clean cut look, but I try and keep it professional for when I'm on the field and stuff. But she really likes my beard for some reason.
1: Then you will have a beard.
2: Don't question it. Just roll. roll <sighs> <back. laughs> I I think I, I look, I think I like to look better with a shaved beard because I look younger. It-
0: there you go. Yeah, I don't grow a beard because mine would be all white. I don't know about John.
1: Yeah, mine's white. I'm an old guy anyway. So, <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. So you you came on and I talked to you. I guess it was when you were in uh, down east, Kingston. Yeah, Kingston. Yeah, yeah we, and we, and I talked to you and we talked about we played the home run game and you talked about the longest home run you ever hit, the high school one where you hit it over that house. Yes. Did, yes. did you beat it this year? I
2: did twice. I think. <laughs>
1: I mean, those were two bombs that you hit. I yeah. mean, I've been to Frisco many times, and oh, my goodness.
2: It was the one in Arizona. I didn't think it went that far. Oh, and the 502. Then, yeah. Yeah. No, that was actually 511 Arizona, and the, the 502 was to left, and then I hit one 495 dead center. That was actually my favorite. Yeah. That was the one in dead center against Springsfield. That was my favorite because that was – like I, I went dead center I haven't done it in a long time after my surgery so I was like I don't know if I can even go center anymore and then I did it and um, Jose Perez our hitting coach looked at me and said you can still do it see and I was like yeah you're right and then when we we're facing Amarillo uh, Frios or whatever his name was uh, their stud pitcher throwing like 98 with power sliders and curveballs probably my least favorite at bats against the Amarillo and I like got him like 2-0, and he threw me a fastball in, and I was sitting fastball, so definitely did not land where I thought it was gonna, like, kept going. I kept going. I just thought it was another home run, and then everyone was looking at me. It was 5 2 and I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, he did supply a lot of the power, so and he, <laughs> they, <all> started, <laughs> they gave me some crap for it, and then I just kept playing because I I really wanted to beat Amarillo. I'm not the biggest fan of them, but <laughs> they definitely they made our series definitely interesting throughout our uh Couple of months when we played them. Yeah, I don't like the sod poodles either. <laughs> they, it, was, it was it was frustrating. We we're trying to make playoffs those last two games. They did give us a. They're good games, but unfortunate. And it was frustrating because we were we were playing really good baseball and we were doing our best. And a lot of guys were putting themselves out there, even if they're battling injuries or they're tired. It was it was sad, but definitely it was. I mean, the better team won at that point.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, considering the losses that the pitching staff had, to, you know, to promotions and, it know, was, but I mean, yeah. to, to be in it at the end was pretty
2: impressive. Good, yeah. To yeah. See the, to see everyone step up and Daniel Roberts and all the guys that came back from the injured list and still were pitching good and arms were lagging and everyone was still willing to give it their all it it was cool to see i thought it was really cool
0: that's what it takes man you gotta grind through a
2: season you know
0: look at these these guys playing right now and
2: you know if you want to win the world series yeah you gotta you gotta go through the stuff that's exactly right yeah
0: well good man i'm glad you're able to take the time i know we we were playing x tag and and i'm glad we figured it out because this has been good you're always a good guy to talk to so Uh, We really appreciate it. John, you got anything else for our man here?
1: No, just to, you know, keep your eyes open. Jeff's coming in Monday. He's going to come out there and bug you. (laughs) He's coming in. No, Sam, we really appreciate it. Uh, We're eight episodes in. You've made the top 10 episodes to come into this thing. Uh, It's been fantastic, and the guys we're getting on are the guys that people want to hear from. So it's not just you. We've had on John Daniels. We've had on Chris Woodward. We've had on Hot Prospects, and you fall in that category. Appreciate you taking the time, especially after five innings. You had not done that in a while.
2: (laughs) I appreciate you guys having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, awesome.
1: That's Sam Huff. Sam Huff, Texas Ranger catcher. Uh, Thanks, Sam, for joining us.
2: Thank you guys for having me. All right, man. See you Monday. Yes, sir. You guys have a good one. You too. All right, you too.
1: All right, guys. Hey, that was Sam Huff, and man, I can't. Man, that was awesome. That was some good stories there.
0: How relaxed was he? You know, he's he's got a he's got a gift. I've, you know, a lot of a lot of. I'm not saying these guys have been nervous, but he was like he just come out of a hot tub or something. And maybe he did. Maybe, but he, he was relaxed. Didn't have any. He wasn't hiding anything. It was great. So yeah. Was you know
1: him. what? And it, sound, it it's really encouraging to hear, Hey, they just called me and said, catch five innings, went and caught five innings and yeah, doesn't yeah, seem to have was, any effect from it. He's just sitting there talking and, and having fun. That's fantastic news.
0: Yeah. I think it's a big relief to him too. Cause like I said, when we were talking, when I saw him on, when we talked in Frisco, it was, he was pretty frustrated. You know, he wanted to catch, he thought he could do it. And he was, you know, he's, like I said, he's, he wants to help the team. He's a team player, Yeah, Uh, man, he wanted to catch. So, um, good, good for him. Good news for him and good news, good news for the Rangers. Now, Chris Woodward's already said he's probably going to have to start in the minors. Um, but if, if he's healthy and ready to go spring training, I I'm, I'm telling you, and, and Bobby Wilson's his biggest advocate, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past, uh, Sam Huff. To to do something good in spring training and, and make the Rangers at least think about where he needs to open the season.
1: Yeah, and and let's be very very clear. Sam Huff has big power, um, and but his value on this team is as a catcher. I mean, because he is. I, I look if you look at the numbers he put up throwing out runners and behind the plate before this last thing. I think he threw out like forty four percent of base runners his last full season of minor league ball. I don't. That's Pudge Rodriguez now, and that's crazy numbers. And I know yeah. it's minor league and kids tend to get a little more steel happy and all of that, but that's some good numbers.
0: Right. And, you know, they're, and, and a catcher can't control a lot of that. A lot of that is on the pitcher too. So if, if you've got slow times home and you're still throwing guys out, that tells you something. And, and to be 6'5", 240, 250 pounds, and be able to move like he does, uh, and then if you throw in the power, you, you know, potentially, potentially this guy's, you know, if, if, he, if he hits his, Ceiling, yeah. He's in Austin. He's in Austin. He really yeah, is. yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, man, I think this has been a great episode. Here we go again. Yeah. These have just been yeah. fun.
0: Yeah, you know, and I, I know that they're probably going long, but you and I get talking, and then these guys get talking. It's not like it's not like no, nobody's like put a rush on us or anything, or giving us the, <laughs>
1: the yeah, the, yeah. They they're not giving us it. the cut. It we need to go there. They they sit there and talk, and you, it's hard I to think cut them off.
0: Having a good time. I don't want to. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but it just seems like we're we're cranking out a decent product here, John. And, uh, you know, most of that's your responsibility. So, um,
1: Hey, let me tell it, you what, it, yeah. it, that thank you. But I, the, 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 what you know compared to what I know has been the biggest relief for me hosting a podcast. <laughs> I I come to you like a fan sometimes and go, well, what's, what's this date? When do they do it? I love that. I mean, that, that, yeah. that's what you gotta have. That's how these things flow like this.
0: Well, we're doing a good job then.
1: All right, guys, listen, let's wind it down, Jeff. We're going to get out of here tonight, uh, today, and, and uh, Sam Huff, thanks for coming on. Uh, Jeff, have a safe trip out there. You and I will be texting while you're out there uh, trying to get together, and you line up some stuff for next week. Looks like next week, guys, we're not positive yet. We might be getting one guest to come on just for a little bit, the Do It For Durrett. Uh, Do It For Durrett is next uh, weekend. and uh, Saturday, yeah. Yeah, next Saturday, uh, Emily Jones-McCoy is probably going to jump on with us for a little bit uh, to talk about that. And we may still get someone else on, too. But uh, until then, uh, we'll see at the yard.